Hello, welcome to the Wedding Yorkshire podcast. This is episode 23. This episode features a conversation with Tim and Scott from the band Polyphia. Uh, I met these guys at the O2 Academy in Leeds whilst they were supporting Coheed and Cambria. Um, they were very nice to give me a, give up some of their time um, just before they went on stage um, and they performed absolutely amazingly. If you haven't heard of Polyphia, um, do check them out as always. I pretty much only have people on here if I think they're really good. Um, so every, pre- every guest comes with a recommendation from me if that means anything to you at all. Um, but check them out if you like um, sort of proggy, techy, at points, metal. If you go back through the old stuff in the, at the beginning of the, the band, then they were a lot heavier, um, a lot more metally. Now they've got a real sort of funk vibe, which is influenced by a whole range of, of other genres other than the kind of metal scene that they started from. So yeah, check them out. They're fantastic. I will be adding some of their tracks to the When in Yorkshire um, podcast playlist on Spotify if you want to just dip into that and have a look. Um, but yeah, these guys were, were real fun. Um, nice to speak to them about kind of their views on writing and producing. Um, and there's some different views from, uh, from you know, what the traditional being in a band is where you write everything yourself. They've got a real um, sort of open mind to collaboration with as many people as possible. And a lot of that comes from the, uh, the other genres of music that they pull their influences from. But we get into that. Um, as I say, a lot of fun. I hope you enjoy listening to it. I will leave you with that. This is Tim and Scott from hey, Polyphia. I'm here with uh, with Scott and Tim from Polyphia. Uh, how are you doing, guys? Good. What's up? Just hanging, man. <laughs> cool, cool. Um, so we're in Leeds at the O2 Academy. Um, you're here. We're part of your tour supporting Coheed and Cambria. Um, that's a pretty sick support slot. Um, as far as far as support slots go, it must be quite a good time to to see them each night yeah it's fun and it's sick because they're sick and fun and then the (laughs) crowds are also sick and fun as well awesome awesome so i just want to get a bit of a background as to how you guys started playing how the band came about and such um so i just wondered what have you guys got a like an an early musical memory sort of your first your first sort of introduction to music as it were first introductions to music uh that's kind of a funny story i guess uh i didn't really give a fuck about music until i hit like middle school i remember my mom got me this maroon five cd right uh songs about jane was the album and i for some reason listened to that every day for a long probably like a year and i listened to every song and then my dad was like uh, all right, we're going to show you Metallica now. <laughs> and then that's when I got into metal and all that shit. And then MySpace was a thing, and I discovered yeah. a bunch of music on my own and shit like that. But uh, I guess before that, uh, my parents grew me up on, like, Judas Priest and Iron Maiden and all, all that right. types of shit, Pantera. Um, so I was always kind of bred to be a metal child, I yeah, suppose. Yeah. So that you uh, went kind of from metal to Maroon 5 and then back to metal. Yeah, well, it's funny because I was a kid, so I was just, like, in my head somewhere, yeah. I guess. And then, like, I remember when they came out with the the iPod and shit, I was like, yeah. why the fuck would anybody want that? Yeah, yeah. You know? Like, what? how many songs do you like? <laughs> Which is kind of ironic now, I guess. Yeah, now you've got access but, to everything that's ever been recorded, ever. Yeah, 
Yeah. But uh, yeah, I guess that's pretty much it. Cool, as, cool. In, as far as introduction to music goes. Yeah. Um, when I was three, my mom made me start playing violin. So like all the music that I knew was like classical and um, yeah, I was just taking lessons for fucking years. And then um, when I was 10, my dad uh, brought out his guitars and I had no fucking idea that he even played guitar. Wow. Um, like a stealth guitarist. Yeah, I mean, he just kept it in a closet for 10 years of my life. Wow. And um, one day he brought it out, and I just thought that was super cool, and I tried to play it, and I sucked really bad at it. Yeah. And I was like, I want to get good at guitar, so then I, and I hated violin, because, you know, as a kid, when you're yeah. forced to, like, practice that much and forced to do some shit that you hate, um, you're just not going to like it. So I discovered a love for guitar and then kind of switched over to to that. So that was how I got into music. Yeah. In terms of your sort of musical taste then, as you as you grew up, if you were playing violin so much, did you, when did you sort of discover, I don't know, what you'd call your I the think, type of music you like now? I think like the first things that I liked playing was like Vivaldi. Um, and then when I was in fifth grade, my dad showed me Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Nice. And, uh, I really liked that album a lot. And like listening back on that album today, there's just a bunch of really great songs and a very creative way of doing it. And then from there, um, I just got, like, he got me onto, uh, Hendrix and Black Sabbath and, um, that, you know, I really got into the classic rock kind of yeah. stuff, you know, and then MySpace happened. So, you know, fucking, we got into the scene weenie, like Chiodos type shit and yeah. then later into the death metal stuff, like Job for a Cowboy and whom's the fuck ever after that. And then got into rap music and that's pretty much where i've stayed since then so cool cool in, so in, in terms of like your first um experience of live music then do you remember your first gig that you went to um one of the first gigs that i went to i'm gonna disclude like a shitty local show because i don't even remember who the fuck played one of the ones that i first went to was for a band called may and I didn't go for them. I didn't, I only went because my dad, um, his friend's daughter really wanted to see them. They're like some sort of like Christian rock bullshit or something. But they had an opener as tall as lions. And um, that band's fucking sick. And uh, I saw them when I was like 12 or something. Yeah. And then like later when I was 16, discovered them. And I was like, dude, I've fucking seen this <laughs> band before. That's cool. Um, so yeah, that was one of my most early concert moments. Um, other than like, you know... My parents taking me to like family things where we would all hang out with our friends and family friends and stuff like that, yeah. like a like a fucking cheap trick concert or something like that. Nice. Uh, I love cheap trick. Uh, so yeah, much fun. I know nothing about them except for the dude <laughs> with a guitar that looks like a person. Yeah. Um. Anyway, other than that shit, uh, the first concert that I, you know, I saw the flyer for it and said to myself i want to go to this show uh i think it was <sighs> fuck i don't remember what it was called but it was uh 
Job for a Cowboy was on it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I can't remember what it, what the hell it was called. And it was in New Jersey that we were going to go. And me and all my friends kind of just like took a trip up there because I have a lot of family in New Jersey. Okay. So we were like, I'm still with them, blah, blah, blah. Are you guys from Texas? And so, yeah. 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 So we went up to New Jersey for this show. Um, dude, I want to say it was scream it like you mean it, but I could be completely wrong. Anyway, there's bands like Acacia Strain on there yeah. and uh, fucking like this is back when like bands like the number 12 looks like you and the devil wears Prada were like a thing. Yeah. Um, and they were on there too. And I remember seeing them and I was like, wow, this is fucking badass. And Guar headlined, <laughs> but we didn't stay long enough to see them. Um, and that was a fucking crazy, it was like an outdoor, uh, I think it was a festival, honestly. Um, but yeah, it was fucking pretty crazy. And, uh, yeah, I remember that forever, but for some reason can't remember what it's called and shit. (laughs) That's cool. So what was was it that made you think, yeah, I want to, I want to be up there? Um, I don't know. I just always kind of like had like garage bands and shit when I was a kid. Like yeah. my first band ever was like a uh, like a little shitty cover band that I did with some of my friends. Yeah, and we that's would always play, a good way to start. Yeah, we would play like the, the school socials and shit like that in our grade and like talent shows and stuff like that because that's all it was good enough yeah. for because we were like fucking 12, 13 and shit. And then uh, when I was in high school and stuff, I started taking it a little more seriously because i was like wow, i i really like playing guitar and it was the only thing that i did that i was good at you yeah. know like i used to skateboard and shit but i sucked ass at that <laughs> so i was like i'll you know I'll, I'll try to make the guitar thing a thing yeah and no, nothing else ever really interested me in terms of uh like occupations and shit like that um like when they give you that little sheet of paper in school that has a list of all of the jobs and shit on it. And yeah. like, do you want to be a fucking veterinarian or do you want to be like a doctor? I was always the kid that checked other yeah. and wrote down musician. And then my teachers would be like, oh, well, that's cool. But, you know, make sure you have a plan B, yeah. stuff like that. <laughs> so I guess a part of it was kind of me being like, ah, fuck that shit. I'm going to try to make that work anyway. But... Shit, I forgot what I was talking about before. What the, made you want the, to the get question. Up on stage? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then I just I kept playing, and then uh, with each shitty band that I was in, uh, I was like, okay, it got like a little better, I guess. And then uh, one dude that I was like in, I guess, a band with, I was like, hey, um, we should link up with some other dudes and. Then we met up with Tim, who I had been going to school with, like, since I was in first grade and he was in kindergarten, so we knew each other, like, that whole time, but didn't really ever hang out until that, Yeah. and I played guitar, and he played guitar, and then we kind of, like, just went, I went over to his house one day, and we just fucking, we ripped it, we ripped the (laughs) session, And that's when we were like, shit, dude, this could fucking work. And then we just started kind of like writing music and playing shows and stuff like that. And here we are. That's kind of really what it is. Just sort of instant chemistry, I guess. Yeah. When you find someone else who 
you can read, I guess, when you play in together. Yeah, yeah. Well, when you find somebody who gives a shit as much as you do, it yeah. it tends to work. You know, because if I don't know, if you're just in a band with a bunch of people who think of it as a hobby, it's like you know, it's whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I had this song that I wrote that was like really fucking like it was kind of like riffy and arpeggiated and stuff and um scott came over and like learned it in an hour like and it was it was a fair it was a really difficult song yeah and um he learned it in an hour and i was just like holy shit man like we we need to we need to do that because it was so much more badass with two guitars because like not only did he learn it in an hour he like wrote like the harmony part (laughs) to it you know what i mean um, and it, this was this was like a really crazy song at the time, so it it worked out really well. Yeah. How old were you guys then? I was fifteen, which means I was probably sixteen. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And your stuff, I guess, is has well, it's developed quite a lot um, and changed cha- changed from. Um, and it, correct me if I'm if I'm completely wrong, but sort of had more of a a metally thrash sound at the start. Um, sort of your earlier stuff, and now you've you've definitely sort of far more groove laden. Um, there's a lot more funk in it, a lot more. Um, I guess that that strat sound is a bit more like prevalent th- um, in your stuff. So how how was that kind of developed? Um, we started, and originally we wanted to be a death metal band. Yeah. Um, so that's what we did. We played a lot of like blast beats and shit with like tremolo picking, and um, you know, just like a lot of arpeggios and a lot of fast sweep picking and fucking, you know, just a lot of shredding. Yeah. Um, and then we discovered uh, Guthrie Govan and also Gent music. Yeah. And um, we were like, damn, we want to do both of those things. So that was like the next. Um, realm of stuff that we were doing and uh the whole like thing that we got was like oh they're just a bunch of kids who like all they want to do is shred and it's super tasteless and fucking etc etc so we wanted to like try and make our playing more tasteful you know um because that's you know we we were we were learning about musicality and uh then um you know we discovered pop music and music that was on the radio and realized and up until then we were like you know kids are like man fuck the music on the radio that shit's bullshit i only like my fucking brutal heavy metal bullshit and anything on the radio sucks dick um and we discovered like music on the radio and was we're like damn this shit's good like some some of this shit is good yeah some of this shit on the radio is like actually good and um i remember one of the ones that like we heard on the radio that year it was 2012 or 13 um it was a song by august alcina and it had a pre-chorus a co a chorus and a post-chorus and all of which were hooks it was like yeah. a three-part hook and that uh sounds cool. yeah it was yeah. it's fucking badass and so we basically took that song home and wrote guitar parts to it um and then took the song off and had a whole guitar song that was structured really really well so that was our first album was like kind of recreating pop music um and then we discovered hip-hop um and a love for hip-hop and that was like kind of you know branching its way into the second album and then um uh, up to now it's pretty much just trap music with guitars it's like really intricate trap music with guitars so can see that so i think yeah it's 
it's interesting you sort you kind of went the opposite way to a lot to a lot of kids who are like obsessed with pop music and then find sort of punk and metal and go oh yeah this is my calling and you've kind of taken your like history of of metal and stuff like that and then merged it into meaningful kind of pop metal i guess in in a way um how how do you sort of how's the reception from like the fan from your early fans gone to to now have you noticed any difference oh yeah some of them don't like it uh which is expected yeah you know i mean that's why we called our ep the most hated the (laughs) most hated because we knew that well we started working with like real hip-hop producers and shit at that point in our lives and we were like man like even we were like fuck we don't know if we're like we're about to do this shit Mm -hmm. so when that album or when that EP dropped, it was, there was a lot of backlash. Like people didn't really understand it. Um, and all the, all the fans who just want to hear inspire EP are, you know, they've, they've fucking hated everything since muse, you know? So it was kind of like, okay, well we lost those guys, I guess, which is fine because we, you know they'll either come around or we'll just get new people to understand what we're doing and then when we came out with new levels new devils that was kind of like all the people who didn't understand what the most hated was about were like oh okay that's i get it now yeah you know and and i like it like these songs fucking rip yeah um that's 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 not even like uh like blowing your own trumpet or anything that's true like the songs are regardless of i think and i think this is for anybody who hasn't heard you guys, um, I think hopefully anybody who enjoys music can find something within your songs that, that they can just go, you know what, regardless of whether I particularly like it or it's my style of music, it is actually really fucking good. Um, just, I hope that's so just fact. Well, yeah. um, I don't know. I listen to some of, well, I listen to all of our shit, actually. Uh, there'll be times where I'll just listen to an album all the way through and I'll think like, oh man, like I... I am glad that we dropped this when we did because I could go back and rewrite so many things and I want to change all this shit, but it's kind of just like that set in, in stone. Yeah. Like it's it's history now. Yeah. So I take that and use those thoughts to fuel myself to write new shit. So yeah. like I'll listen to old, like even with new levels, new devils already, I'm kind of tired of all that shit. You know, so like, who knows what the hell the next album is going to sound like. I hope that it's better. And I don't know, what do they call it? The musician's cursed or artist, artist's curse, or you'll, you'll never love your own shit type of deal. Like I listen to some of our songs and I'm like, man, these are fucking terrible. (laughs) There's no this or that, or there's not enough of this, but yeah, I guess that's it. Yeah. On the contrary to, to that, um, you know, a lot of them I feel like are fucking timeless, um, and that you know I think uh, I think when S- Scott's talking about like improving on it, I, you know, there's so many things that like we could have done differently, but um, you know, I do I do mostly like the hooks, um, so when I listen back, I there's nothing I would change about the damn yeah. hook. You know what I mean? It's like, that's the fucking melody and like, that's what it is. And like, it's a good melody and that's why the song works. Yeah. You know what I mean? As far as like transitions and like, oh, maybe we should have added a fucking like stop and a break here so that it could slam back in harder on the second measure versus the first or something like that. Like, yeah, there's always a way to make that cooler, but 
you know, I think in general, like if you were to strip, I think what makes a good song is, is, you know, if you were to strip away everything and leave just like if the guitar going all the way through and it's still a damn good song, like it's fucking, it's perfect. You know what I mean? Like, and everything else is extra. So, you know, like as, as extra as our music is like, you know, especially on the new stuff, what you can do is strip it all the way down to like one guitar, one mm-hmm. guitar part and it's still the same song yeah you know what i mean yeah, like, yeah it's like um you know when justin bieber does the fucking like uh, him and an acoustic guitar you know what i mean and like yeah. it's just it's just as simple as it could be in its most raw forms and it's a good song you know same thing like with some of the song some of the songs on new levels like the more you know basic straightforward ones where it's just the you take the guitar one guitar and run it the whole way and it works the whole time yeah, you know? yeah and it's just a sign of a good song saucy is a really good example of that because each there's no mid of the song it's all high grade you know what i mean right yeah, yeah. so and i guess you know if you're listening back to your own stuff and thinking oh, i wish we could wish i wish i'd written this or i wish i'd changed that it just gives you i guess inspiration for how you're going to write your next stuff mm-hmm. you're good mr bass <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, and when I say like I, I listen back to it and, and I want to change shit, it's usually like because we were having trouble with something, and yeah. now I know what we could have done. Yeah, yeah, to it's fix all learning, it or isn't to it? yeah, to, or to make it like what I what I wanted. Paradise is a perfect example of that because when we were writing that song, we didn't know what the fuck to do with it after a certain point. And I think, I mean, you could pr- you can listen to the song and tell what I'm talking about just yeah. because it's like A and B, you know. But I uh, like Tim. Tim writes the hooks. Mm-hmm. I wrote. I write most of the verses and shit like that. And my specialty is like, yeah, like the bridges and all that shit. So I am a lot of the times responsible of, you know how the song transitions into the next part. Um, so I, I, I kind of just think about all the shit that I have done and what I could have done yeah. or like what I'm going to do next. I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out. Like it's, it's hard to do the verses instrumentally of, you know, when all you have is a guitar mm-hmm. because, you know, like I listen to <laughs> bands with vocals or, sh- or, you know, vocalists or yeah, rappers yeah. and shit like that listening to rap and hip hop is kind of hard because the verses are oftentimes just like a couple of notes. Yeah. 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 So it's a challenge, but I don't know. I just try to make it as interesting as I can. And sometimes it's, it just turns out weird. And other times I'm like, fuck, <laughs> I nailed it. You know? Yeah. I think um, in terms of songwriting, the best way to go about doing verses and bridges are to make more hooks. So it's okay. just a whole song of hooks, which is which is why I think Saucy is like a perfect fucking example because your bridge on Saucy is a hook. You know what I mean? It's and it's a fucking good one at that. And so when you have an entire song of hooks, like there's not one part that you can't sing back. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Especially as an instrumental band, like, you know, like a, at our um, 
at our headliner shows, the fans are so diehard that they fucking are screaming every single melody. Some of them are very complex. Um, but they're screaming every single one and, and, um, you know, sometimes they drop out and you know, that's when (laughs) that's the mid part or like, you know, that's not the as good part, but some songs they can sing all the way fucking through and that's when you know that you've made a very good song. So I think hooks are the answer to everything because like, that's, you know, if you can't like, if you can't loop it and it sounds good looped forever, like it's bad. You know what I mean? If you don't, if you're not content with a loop that goes on forever, like you need to change the shit out of that loop to make it good. Yeah. So. Cool. I listen for shit like that all the time too. Like when when the fans stop singing yeah. and shit, that is usually, like you said before, it's, that's an indicator of when people don't give a fuck about the part or it's not memorable or something okay. like that. So yeah, that's yeah. the type of stuff that I'm listening for. Like when I go back and listen to my own shit, I'm like. I don't know. I feel like the big question when we write that I always keep in mind, and I know Tim does this too, is if somebody showed me this, would I think it's badass mm-hmm. or would I just be like, wow, this is fucking like whatever. Yeah. I don't care about this or is it bad? Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. That's my addition to that, I guess. Cool. And you kind of spoke a lot about your love of hip hop and, and how that influences you guys. Um, there's a, I guess one thing that I noticed when I was going through your discography is you got a lot of um, a lot of tracks featuring other people, um, and that's not something that happens so much in the sort of standard rock metal world. There's not too many collaborations, but in the hip hop world, that's just kind of a, a thing that always happens. Um, is that kind of a, a an intentional thing or something that you've taken from the hip hop world? Oh yeah, I mean that's kind of you can drop your drum in. <laughs> That's kind of just like a thing. I mean, we started doing that with Muse, you know, our yeah, first yeah, yeah. studio album. And that was kind of the reason why. We're like, man, we want to make this shit like a rap album. Because yeah. people love features. We love features. Yeah. We love working with other people and yeah. writing sick shit. That's just all we want to do is write sick shit. Yeah. So when we do the features and stuff like that, it's kind of interesting to hear what they do over the things that we write. You know? Yeah, so I was going to say. just left field as fuck. Do you get some sort of, you get a different point of view, I guess, from somebody who's outside of the band who hasn't you know, worked with you guys or know how you guys write necessarily. Yeah. They just give you a completely different view. And how does that kind of add to your writing skills? Um, I would say, like, I don't, I mean, I don't know about that, but like one of the, one of the coolest things about doing the features is, uh, like, Every single person that we've worked with at some point in time, we were a fucking massive fan of. Cool. So getting to create music with people that you've listened to their music and fallen in love with their music, like that's the whole fucking point. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, in terms of it affecting our writing, um, it really is like some sometimes it's easy with the features like they'll uh they'll just send shit and fucking like it works automatically yeah other times it's a challenge for us and that has certainly made us significantly better at uh putting songs together 
you know, sometimes like I'll, I will ask for like a certain type of a part and they'll just send us something exactly not that. Yeah. yeah. And then we have to make that work, which is a challenge in itself, but it really makes us better. So, you know, yeah, that's, that's cool. That's maybe maybe seeing the song go in a different direction to what you'd initially thought. Yeah. That, that's oftentimes <laughs> what happens is it ends up being something completely else than we thought it was going to be, but it's still badass on the yeah. list, you know? So awesome. Yeah. I, I, I absolutely love it. I love the fact that you've got loads of different people featuring on it. And I think it's something that the rock and sort of punk world should feature more of. I think it would be great to have loads of collaborations. I just, I don't get why. The... I think the thing there is that there, you know, in the rock world, there are bands, which are many multiple members. And, um, you know, in some bands, like every member like rides, mm. um, in which case there would be way too many fucking cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. Um, and then also, like, you know, what are you going to do with two drummers? Like, that's, that's a fair you, point. like what are you going to do with two bass players? You know, like, one of the things that, like, Scott and I both do is production. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, if, like, one of us isn't playing the guitar, the other one is, like, helping shape what the track is going to be, like, with the atmosphere and, like, the drums and fucking, like, the rhythmic elements and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So like, you know, we're, we're a writing duo, you know what I mean? And like, we can, like, we've gone and done sessions with like so many artists, like much bigger than us to help write their music, you know? And, um, like, it's just, it's just a thing because it, it, I mean, it works, you know, like, and that's just, I don't know, you know, the, the whole rock collaborating thing. Like, I think it doesn't work because, there's a lot of ego in rock and there's a lot of fucking like, oh, well, you know, if, if you don't write your own music, you're fucking lame or something, whatever the fuck, you know what I mean? But like in reality, the biggest rock bands don't write their own music. Right. And, um, you know, that's why these like little ass bands aren't like doing shit is because they refuse to collaborate and they refuse to like, let, like Scott and I, we collaborate with fucking like a million other producers on our shit yeah. just to like figure out what the fuck would be the coolest way of doing this, you know, and we're always open to suggestion, you know, and if someone's got a better idea than we do, we're going to fucking go with their idea. You know what I mean? And it's never, it's never a question of like, it's our goal is to have the best, the product to come out in the best possible way. Yeah. You know, you're not and precious no, over your initial. Yeah. Ideas. And there's going to be no fucking amount of ego that will stand in the way of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I feel like that's the biggest problem with the other rock artists too, is the ego thing. Like, I don't know. I, I guess I haven't really ever seen it firsthand, so I don't know, <laughs> but I mean, I would have to think it's either they just want to do their own sound, which is mm-hmm. cool. But I don't know. I, 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 you know, it's kind of, maybe I can't say this because I can't give an example or anything, but I, I never wanted to be the guy that's just like, no, fuck that. I'll, I want to do my, like my thing because I wrote it. If my thing sucks, then we're not using it. You know, like, I don't know how many guitar riffs I haven't let anyone listen to. Just because they sucked. And yeah. I was like, okay, well, you know, that wasn't really it. But sometimes I guess me writing that shitty guitar riff leads to something yeah, else. Yeah. Or like sometimes I will show like Tim or something and it'll 
inspire him like um, he'll hear like a, a rhythm that i did or something and yeah then he'll, he'll write something and i'll be like oh perfect let's fucking roll with that so the other like producer thing or like having like i guess quote unquote ghost writers and shit like that yeah, yeah. or other producers helping you with your stuff i don't see why there's so much shame in that no just no. because it's like i mean you, you're just trying to make music dude absolutely there's and no reason to in any other way around, like if they do say something, oh, I think it should go like this, and you can hear that it's clearly not the right thing, then just you don't have to use it. So, where's the harm in having other points of view? Yeah. I reckon that's uh, it's definitely a way forward. And yeah. so, yeah, you, you've uh, before we wrap up here, you've uh, you've mentioned that you do a lot of producing, um, yes. and you worked with other producers. And I've um, Tim, I've heard you have on on I've heard online that you've been building beats for sort of. Uh, for hip-hop artists and stuff. And I guess, how, how did that come about? Um, I moved to LA about a year and a half ago and pretty much fucking, like, our, our management moved to Rock Nation, which is, like, Jay-Z's thing. Um, so, like, they they were like, well, damn, we've got these, like, really crazy guitar players. Me and Scott, well, Scott doesn't live in LA, but, like, when, when he does, he'll be doing it too. But um, let's just put them in sessions with people. Yeah. Like, and so pretty much every day, like I'm in the studio, like two or three sessions a day with like different artists and shit. Um, just making things every goddamn day. And when you, when you do that, like you get really, really good at making things. Yeah. Um, it's and like a muscle. Yeah. It's like exercising a muscle. And so like, um, yeah, you just, and so like, I don't know, in the past three months, I've probably made like over a hundred fucking like different loops and shit like um and uh you know gotten a gotten a couple placements and you know hopefully nice. more to come yeah yeah so yeah i heard um you said, i heard on a on a youtube video you said something which i hadn't ever thought of before that that you sort of rebuild beats that you've heard from other from other sort of tracks as a kind of like covering songs yeah as it's, a way I of mean, getting better at it yeah exactly like it's like you know if you were to cover if you wanted to learn how to play a dragon force song you yeah, would yeah. sit down and figure it out same if you wanted to like learn how to make a certain type of beat you would sit there and sample match and yeah. make sure that like each snare sounds like that snare and like learn where they're putting their placements and all the fucking extra percussion and fucking you know, like why it grooves hard with the kick and the 808 and like how, you know, all the little things that happen. I mean, it's like studying a genre of music. Yeah, yeah. I mean? and I'd, so. never, I'd always thought about it with, with covering songs on guitar or, you know, learning to sing other people's songs and stuff. But I'd, I'd not, it's obvious, but I've not considered it for yeah, making beats. Yeah, that's exactly stuff, what you would do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah if you yeah. wanted to learn how to get, I mean, because a lot of people think that like making beats is like easy, in which case like, you know, yeah, it's, no, it's very difficult. It's yeah. the exact opposite for me. It, it seems so daunting. I, was like, I don't yeah. even know where to start. Because I, I mean, people are just like, yeah, you just hit the high hand. <laughs> and that's as far as but I that's get. That's just like mid as fuck, you know what I mean? Like there's so many cool things about hip hop production that are just like, you know, like extremely musical and like smart yeah, yeah. You, and clever. And, you know, it takes, it's, it's a whole other style to learn. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. And there's so many people out here like pushing the envelope to what, what is cool in a beat because I don't know, like, uh, I guess a good example of that would be legend by Drake on, uh, what was that? Uh, if you're reading this, I think that's the first thing that came to mind too. If you're reading this, it's too late. Uh, the beat 
on that song when i heard it for the first time i was like dude this beat is fucking crazy it's just like like the hi-hats aren't really in time exactly but it 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 all works like it no that was beautiful about it 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 just kind of like fucking hit like oh yeah it's just the whole thing is just it's amazing so like I listen to it now and I'm just like oh yeah I mean we you've heard that a lot now because it's kind of an old yeah mixtape 2013 2013 15 I don't remember years at all but uh yeah I mean I guess technically writing beats is easy but like make it interesting yeah try to make it interesting that's the fucking hard part yeah, absolutely. And, uh, rewriting beats and shit is a good way to figure out how to like even design sounds and shit. You know, like uh, like if you heard like a synth or something that was like, what the fuck, or like a bendy eight oh eight. You're like, how how do they do that or some shit? You know, just as an example. Yeah, yeah. But cool. Yeah, it's something that when I heard you say, it, it was just like, yeah, that's that's absolutely obvious, and I'd never considered it, and I felt stupid. So it's funny because like. Me. A lot of people in, like, the guitar community, like, there's so much, like, elitism and shit, um, and so many kids in the guitar things are just, you know, because they can, like, do some, like, sweet-picking arpeggios, they're just like, yeah, anyone can make some fucking EDM bullshit and become a DJ and get rich, blah, 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 but I'm taking the hard road and making cool music, where it's like, first of all, bro, I used to be a kid like yeah, same, I used to be that kid, too, and it's just like, dude, first of all, you can't even make a good fucking song. Like you couldn't make a bare you, you couldn't make a good bare bones song like a a, a verse a chorus a yeah. verse a chorus a bridge a chorus you couldn't even fucking do that you know what I mean so don't even like don't even think that like because that's a fucking that's a whole thing you know to write a good song you know what I yeah. mean like that's nobody wants to listen to fucking noodling hours on end about bullshit like it and that's I don't know. Yeah, like like write memorable hooks, catchy lyrics, or, or catchy hooks, memorable lyrics, whatever. Uh, I don't know, but yeah, I agree with them on that. You know, uh, shit, I was gonna say something else too, but I forgot. Cool. I'll so. ask you one more thing then, just uh, and if it comes back to you, just just stop me and interrupt me. Um, so what what's coming up in the future then? What in both for Polyphia uh, and outside of it? Anybody that you're excited to work with that you can let us know about? Um, let's see. Well, other than like tours and shit, I guess uh, we're always writing new music. Um, I imagine we'll probably end up putting out a single before anything major. Cool or not. Um, we're, we're, <laughs> those are the options we're on the on the verge of signing a new record deal so like that you know yeah they could, we could just end up with a fucking new album because like, at this point we have a shitload of material and there's there's a few there's a session scheduled in september and there's going to be another session scheduled in fucking early like january cool in which case we could probably end up with a new fucking album and um then we'll just do the album cycle again. So who really knows about that? Um, but then obviously there's like a lot of touring coming up that like we can't talk about yet. Okay. And um, keep an eye out for that. Yeah. And then other than that, like with me, like I'm, I'm like I said, I'm just fucking constantly in the studio. And then I think Scott might be moving to LA soon, in which case he'll be joining me in the studio every day, working for other artists and hopefully changing um, mainstream music. So taking over the world. 
Exactly. Nice. Anybody that you who's who's like your dream artist to work with? Um, probably Kanye and Drake. I I've already got one pitched to Drake though. Nice. So that if that goes through, that would be really fucking tight. Um, but yeah, Kanye or Travis Scott for me. I guess uh, you know this this may not ever happen because I've never heard of these guys doing any features or collaborations or anything like that but then, then it's time it's time surely it's time for them to do it yeah well maybe but mashuga uh <laughs> i would love to collaborate <laughs> with mashuga yeah. but i'm not sure that will ever happen um but i will try that would be awesome i think the easiest way to go about that is when they come to la and we like meet up with them and Mike and go out for drinks or something and convince them to come back to the house and just just like say hey let's like jam a little bit and just hit record just hit record yeah. and then we've got their shit we'll make a whole damn ass song out of it and send it to them and be like are you good with this yeah and fucking <laughs> See, that might never happen though no but they will be in, they will be in LA and like at some point Tim's got a whole plan here and and they will be with Mike they will be with Mike Mike is our Ibanez rep okay yeah cool you know from your I mean? signature guitars yeah and he, he also awesome, does theirs you know he's nice. good friends yeah. with them okay. you know what I mean so and you've got an in yeah that's the in yeah. is through Mike and like like all we have to do is fucking get go out for drinks with them yeah. convince them to come back to the studio and just jam and then just hit record, and then we've got, like, as long as we got a, a fucking loop of a riff, like, that's all we need to write a whole song yeah. and then say that's featuring the sugar. Nice. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of their ideas go based off of, you know, one rhythm. Yeah, yeah. For a riff or something like it's, that. The way that you're talking about it, Tim, sound, sounds like um, like a heist movie, but with, uh, uh, but with, you know, a much nicer ending. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. obviously, like, if we were to do something like that, we would send them the song and, like, at, yeah. you know, be like, hey, do you like this? Yeah, like, yeah, what, yeah. What do you think about this? And if so, do you want to put it out? Yeah. Like, we would never just jack their shit, but no, no. fucking, like, you know, if, because, like, again, uh, that band is is fairly old, and yeah. I, I think they probably have zero interest in collabing with anyone, you know what I mean? Especially us. <laughs> But just in general, so like it, it wouldn't we wouldn't come at it as a hey let's collab in, no, but we'd come at it as a fucking like let's hang out and we're hanging out and that's it. Like yeah, we yeah. have a mutual friend and we're all hanging out. You know Absolutely. I mean? So cool, cool. Well, that sounds awesome. I look forward to to seeing how that goes. That's I genuinely yeah, yeah, we'll genuinely see. hope that happens. I might get my heart broken. Maybe that's all right. Either way, even if it's just <laughs> drinks with my sugar. That's fucking awesome. Honestly, I think fucking another another route to to make it happen is to to keep doing the hip hop shit, get really 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 rich, and then offer them a shitload of money. <laughs> and I think that could like be another like if I I think because anything's possible with money. You know what I mean? Like, and if you had enough, like they're not gonna say no. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. So. Again, like a like whole career path with the end goal of getting my sugar. To I mean, do a yeah, like if I mean, think about it. Like that's that's what your fucking dream is. Like, let's do yeah. it. You know what I mean? We'll just go like become fucking international superstar songwriter producers, yeah. and then get the like be, use the clout from that to get my sugar to do what we you know to do a song with us. So there we go. That's that's the plan. And it's I mean it is a plan though, like yeah. because it is. 
we're always fucking in the studio working on shit, working with other artists. So yeah. like it's it's not like that's stopping anytime soon. Yeah. So like, you know, we could be fucking rich next year. And then Yeah, all it time. takes is one hit. Yeah, all it takes is one hit and when you send out fucking, you know, 30 to f- 50 fucking things a month, like somebody's going to it's gonna get something's gonna get placed law of averages yeah just, exactly yeah. you know like if you just keep working at it something's gonna get placed one of them could be a fucking hit you know especially the people that we're working with so it's just like it's easy you know so cool man well that sounds fucking awesome thank you very much for your time appreciate it and uh have an awesome show uh welcome to yorkshire and uh, i hope you have a, a great rest of tour thank you Thanks, Cheers, dude. guys. Yeah. So there you go. Cheers. That was episode 23 with Tim and Scott from Polyphia. I hope you enjoyed that. They were a lot of fun. Um, hopefully, something will come from the plan with Meshuggah. Hopefully, it doesn't mean that they end up in prison for kidnap. Um, it sounds like they've got a lot of plans in there. And, uh, yeah, they got very, very enthusiastic about that towards the end. So, yeah, I hope you enjoy that. I hope some of the stuff that they talk about comes off. I'm genuinely excited to hear what they've got coming up next because I imagine that it will be completely different from what they've done before. They seem to be very much about progression and developing and getting as many people's different insights into their music and their albums as possible, which genuinely sounds very exciting, especially with the insane amount of talent that those guys have in writing anyway. Um, So yeah, I hope you enjoyed that. Check them out on the playlist. Go and download all of their stuff. Go and buy their stuff, support them. Um, and check them out live because they're a, a lot of fun to watch live um, completely instrumental from the the ones that I've seen the shows that I've seen but their bassist uh, is very charismatic and really does get the crowd going and there's a, a lot of interaction there as well if that's your thing so yeah thank you very much for spending your time with me today enjoy it and have a lovely rest of day or evening depending on when it is that you're listening good night <laughs>